Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. And welcome back to Once Upon a Timing, your podcast all about the tiny shells, tinier ships, and for some reason hiring two actresses to play a singing character, neither of whom actually sing. I, yeah, they, they, these were, they both had singing doubles and the actresses were great, voices were great, but this was a very weird role to just be like, nah, we, we, we're not going to, it made me feel like they didn't. They didn't know what they were going to do with Ursula in the first place. Did both of them have singing doubles or was the singing yep. double the same? No, I think it was two them. different. No, it had to be two different. They sound One sounded very young. One sounded older. I'm okay. I guess that makes sense. But still, yeah, I don't know. I eh. And you could also kind of tell because like I hate. For someone who is on TikTok all the time, uh, I just really hate bad lip syncing, like with songs. And so it was just like, "This is me undulating." No, it's not. You're just opening your mouth and kind of quivering your lip. I don't like it. Stop it. <laughs> oh, remember the the TikTok trend of like a year to a year or two ago, where the whole thing was like you 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 change the pacing, so you have like the weird like head movement things when you do your singing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Was that? Are you talking about like musically? Like yeah, like everyone like. I'm not explaining it well. I'm Beth Eldergood, and I'm joined as always by the lovely Abby. Abby, how are you doing? I don't know. I feel old, man. Like, like now that I'm thinking about some of these, uh, because my my for you page on TikTok is not dancing. It is people talking about Fallout Boy and Stranger Things and uh, a very a myriad of other things. A myriad of other things, which sometimes Mine's- is Once Upon a Time, and I'm like, oh, I know this one. <laughs> Mine's all Roe v. Wade right now, and so I'm just like I'm not going to TikTok because it's just making me sad. Yeah, no, I, I, um, that is my, that is my, like, it's almost like I have curated it enough to be almost like a Tumblr page where I open it up and it's just chaotic blorbo nonsense, and it's just like, thank you, this is what I need, and I've decided that my entire social media presence, other than personal pages that are like behind. Uh, privacy things uh, will just be me experiencing media and being happy because that's all I have right now. <laughs> I am holding on to it, white knuckling my happiness with media, and you cannot take that away from me. That's what I have. Well, speaking of chaotic blurbo nonsense, we got to talk about season four, episode 16, Poor Unfortunate Soul. Which is the introduction and swift conclusion to Ursula's tragic origin story. And this actress deserved better. Yes. I really feel like they didn't really care about her as a villain or as a character. Because they just borrowed stuff from Little Mermaid and changed it a little bit. Even though we already have a Little Mermaid. And then they just got rid of her. Like, she's gone now. Yeah, like, I... (sighs) They also spent way too long 
like explaining that she wasn't the Ursula that Ariel worships. You know what I mean? Like she says that mm-hmm. later in the episode, and I went, "Oh, I guess that makes sense." Uh, I sure. Because Poseidon says at one point, he goes, you be home by high tide. I'm like, that's when she gets her legs, my man. <laughs> like, what is she coming home for? <laughs> but, like, so it was all very, like, this all seemed very, like, this was the final point on the conclusion of they just needed a third body to be in, like, the villainess thing. And they picked Ursula and didn't know what to do with her. Which is such a bummer because they already had a story in their own universe canon. They had the sea goddess Ursula. Why didn't you just use that and find a way to flip it around? Like that would make her a queen of darkness. Instead, it's I'm this random girl who's a mermaid who's named after this ancient sea goddess. And then I'm going to uh, give myself some some tentaculies and lo and behold, I claim I'm now the most evil, powerful person ever. I'm more powerful than a god. Bye. What is that? Yet to be yet to be proven on any of those facts. Because again, even like her Disney counterpart, she is like pales in comparison. Because Ursula from Little Mermaid is is a baddie. Like it's just a she's a shape-shifting sea witch that can be anything she wants, and that's what she chooses to be. And she's a great villain. I didn't understand any of this villain's motives at all. Like No. It was it was weak and cheap and quick and we got to get into it. So we're going to go ahead and start well with Ursula's tragic story, the tragic story we all care about and we don't want to just rush through to get to other stuff that also does not matter. Uh this episode had a few pieces that I liked, but overall I was just, I had my toddler running around and it was a good distraction. Let's just say that. Uh, so like, I feel like with Ursula's backstory, there was like a gem of a good idea and it was executed so poorly. So we open with uh like Hook and Smee interacting and he's just like, we're establishing in the timeline where we are. We reference Pan and that he is still under Pan's boot and... They're talking about the ship and their stuff that they're bringing. And hey, Smee, stop eat slash drinking everything. Like, we got to bring this stuff back. And no like, cake for you. No cake. No cakes. No, no cakes. cakes. The evil man child of Pan needs all of the cakes. And then they hear a beautiful voice. And they're like, wow, it's so great. So they're conflating being a mermaid with, with sirens. I know that there is kind of a, a thing, but I, I really feel like, like, once upon a time wise, there should be sirens and there should be mermaids. And I think those are, those should be separate entities, but that's just me. So they hear this beautiful voice and they're like, wow. And I love the idea of sirens of just like a bunch of dudes who have been out at sea for so long that the mere sound of a woman's voice will cause them to abandon the wheel of their ship until it crashes upon the rocks. But Hook uh, apparently uh, snaps out of it just in time to see the rocks and for them to, like, get out of the way. Because cut to a young Ursula singing and she has stopped on purpose, which is why Hook noticed the rocks and her husband, or her husband, ugh, her, her dad Poseidon. Ursula, why have you stopped singing? I wanted to see them. I wanted to see their ship sink. It's the only thing that brings me joy. Why? Your mother dies. I want to see humans die. Let's go. 
It was so weird to only see one mermaid siren doing this when with sirens, it's normally like a chorus of them. That's kind of their whole jam. So it felt very weird just having her by herself uh, hanging out with Ernie Hudson <laughs> in the middle of the water. I thought Tiffany Boone, who played young Ursula, I thought she was really sweet. I, I thought she gave a good performance. Um, yeah. I liked her. Um, and I thought she looked like the older Ursula. Like they, you know, they picked a good actress for the part. Yes. But yeah, it's just, she's just sad because she has one motivation. She can sing because her mom died and her mom sang. And uh, that's all she has left is just being able to sing like her mom. It's such shallow motivation. It, it, I hated it. It also, like, it's such a shallow motivation that they even use it to wrap everything up, and it's almost worse. Like, I didn't hate it at first, where I'm like, okay, I kind of get this. But then at the end, where they're just like, I can't get rid of you, too. And it's like, no, no, no. Please, like, like me as a person, and not just because I sing kind of like your dead wife. Again, weird. Uh, So he's just like, basically, Poseidon's whole thing is that his wife was killed by... First they mention humans and then they specify pirates. And he's like, no, you must not. She's like, I'm leaving. And he's like, you must be back at high tide. And that was the moment I was confused as to who she was. I was like, is this mm-hmm. not the goddess sea witch? Like, I don't understand. And this never gets explained until like the very end. So it was confusing. So smash cut to her in some Disney princess dress. Because it's high tide now. Let's go. And she's singing for a bar full of dudes. And they're all like, yay, this is amazing. We love hearing music. And she's like, yay, everyone loves my voice. Hook comes up. Again, there's a gem of something cool here, but I think it was a little bit, the conversation was a little stilted, in my opinion, about like, I have wanted nothing more than to kill a single man. But then I heard your voice and that thought went away for like because i I got horny over an underage girl like yeah that's also the weird thing is there's a weird undertone that you just that's just there yeah and you're just like okay uh and she she's just like oh i guess that's great and all she wants to do is make it to some somewhere and he's like i can take you to that place and she's like cool and they're, they're gonna meet at the ship later so they go hook gets dragged to his own ship and it's Poseidon. He's like, hi, uh, cool. I need you to curse my teenage daughter because she's got dreams and hopes and wishes. And I hmm, need to crush them. So if you could do that, that'd be spectacular. I have <laughs> squid ink that will help your uh, quest for vengeance. He was like, cool. Give me the shell. Uno reverse. He's just like, I'm not going to do that, uh, Ursula. I just need you to go steal me the squid ink. And then I'll take you to that place. I'm not going to take your voice. Like, I have a code. My man. It's code. I have, uh, I have she, call, she, she wants to head to a place called Glowerhaven. Considering that Arendelle calls the Enchanted Forest Misthaven, I have to wonder what Glowerhaven is. Like, there's, there's no Wikipedia entry on it, so I don't think it's coming back again. But, like, can we speculate? So, so I'll, this has nothing to do with a single thing except my own hangups. Uh, Stephanie Meyer says Glower. Roughly five million times in the Twilight series. She says it so much that every time I see the word glower in a book, I make a mental note of it. How far did I get into this book before the author said glower? 
And the longer they go, the better, uh, the happier I am. So Glower makes me think of Twilight. So I just assume it's some sort of My Chemical Romance nightmare. Uh, <gasps> oh my god, she would like she she would pull a full Evanescence. Yeah, yes. yeah. She's just in there, just like on the mountaintop, screaming, "I'm not okay." And everyone's like, "My god!" And all the ships are crashing upon the rocks. Bring me to life. Oh, she's just singing every emo song she can get her hands on. Hell yeah. Oh. That's what Glowerhaven is. It's emo. It's like early 2000s emo. Let's go. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> so that's where she wants to go. Like all of this is so like it's drawn out, but nothing happens. She tries mm-hmm. to do it. Dad catches her. Like he, she, he then is like, Hook is like forced to like take her voice. It's this horrible scene. And like then he keeps the he keeps the shell. It's a laughably small shell, by the way. I love how small it is. Like I wasn't looking at the screen when he was like, "It's a shell, and it'll take her voice." I'm thinking magic conch. I'm thinking large, uh, very very large Lord of the Flies conch. Uh, no, it's this like we found this on the beach. This is your prop for the day. Thank you. There you go. So a couple notes from this scene. Uh, one. Ernie gets the MVP of the episode award for uh, when Hook tries to stab him. He goes, you dare attack a deity? (laughs) And I just loved his read on it. It was just, it was so, it was so forced, but also nonchalant. Like, Ernie's like, I'm getting a a paycheck. I'm going to put in just enough where you know I'm a good actor, but that's it. Listen, if you're going to be playing a deity, a god, a whatever. You need to play it with a certain, like, less than human aspect to it. And it needs to just be... It, it just needs to be so over the top while also muted somehow. And he does that very well. Uh, because it's just like, these guys are deities. They don't give a shit. And so, like, Hulk is messing with deity nonsense. Old because he wants squidding to like make Rumple sit still for about five seconds. And is it just a way to tie it to the timeline? Is like where Hook is in his vengeful journey? I I think yeah. I think like part of the season is like how can we connect it? They're just connecting it with MacGuffins. Like we've yeah. had the MacGuffin in season one or two. Then they're like, okay, well, how can we connect it? Well, this is the origin of the MacGuffin. Often as we don't need the origin of the MacGuffin, it can just be there. I don't care. Um, Uh, But yeah, I also want to make a note that like the whole thing with Hook and Poseidon and Ursula is like Hook says no to Poseidon, but then takes it and her voice anyway, because he's like, you are just going to return to her and be the hero. Now you can't do that because you took my ink away. And so he like. Everybody just sucks so bad in this so, situation. So I side with Hook on that one. Uh, because he's right. Because that's, by the way, literally what happens at the end of it. He gives her her voice back and she's like, oh my God, thank you. It's like, no, girl, no. And so like when Hook's just like, no, I'm gonna take this away from you. Like, because you don't deserve to give it back to her and make her happy. Like, he should have then just given it back to her. I guess, but I side with the reasoning, not the execution of what later happens. Uh, mm-hmm. But to be fair, like, again, uh, Ursula is such a powerful, strong character in the Disney universe 
to do this to her where she is just being thwarted by two dudes having a pissing contest. Not chill at all. Not the vibe. Hate it. Um, the last note I want to make is I I really feel like the show was being pretty nonchalant about introducing gods and deities into their canon because I'm pretty sure this is the first like actual presence of a god and it just like happens and I'm pretty sure he never comes back. Yeah, we just we don't talk about we don't talk about that uh, much. Like, I I I think the MCU is also kind of flippant about it. But again, Marvel has always been very flippant about the fact that look at all these superheroes and also these gods that we have for re- question mark reasons. Uh, but again, yeah, Ernie Huston crushing it as Poseidon. <laughs> I don't like Poseidon at the end of this, but I think like. Some of his motivations of, I genuinely thought he was going to die in this next scene. I thought she was going to kill him. Um, yeah. Oh, I like, definitely agree. But yeah, no, this is the first appearance. Poor Unfortunate Souls is the first. Oh, wait, no. Apparently Ariel says a god appears, but I think that was like, an, that no, that was like somebody pretending to be the Sea Witch Ursula. That was right. Regina pretending. So that doesn't count. But, but then yeah, we. So this is like we, the first god. It's just like, pff, I'm here. I'm already Hudson. Yeah. This is, this is just priming us for the lunacy of. The underworld. Uh, oh no! Uh, <laughs> uh, and so, so the next scene is kind of another, just like could have been a cool scene, but the way that it's way that it happens isn't quite as cool. But it's just like Ursula being like, "Listen, this sucks, um, and I hate you, and I'm gonna be so powerful because I was named after the goddess." And I'm like, "Okay, so you're not the goddess." Weird thing to be finding out forty minutes into the show. And she's like, but I will use this. And she's like threatening to like, it looks like she's going to stab him with his trident. But then she just like gingerly touches it near her, like where her fin and legs are. And then turns herself into tentacles. And she's like, I'll be the most powerful sea witch you've ever seen. <laughs> the end. Yeah, that's it. She's like, she, I don't think she moves. Because I don't no. think they could afford it with the CGI. Nope. Not even like, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, this was... This could have been done, so you could have done a lot of this stuff and still had her be the ancient sea goddess Ursula. Like, you could, there's so much they could have done with this storyline. There was so much that they handed themselves on a silver platter and they just did Discount Little Mermaid, where they were even, like, repeating the Little Mermaid songs. Yeah, I just, I wish they would have, like, made her the goddess, but then Hook could have still somehow stolen her voice. And like Poseidon is jealous of her and wants to, and that's how her magic works. And so then now she's like even more evil, but she's not as evil as she could be, which would keep up with themes we're going to find out about later in the season where she has an extra superpower. Anyway, this, it didn't do her justice, uh, especially compared to the other two. Yeah, because she leaves at the end of this episode. Like, yeah. we, we, and, and like the, so let's go ahead and we'll forward in time into Storybrook, and uh, we've got a nice little uh, interrogation torture scene of an adult man slash wood slash not wood slash a horrible abomination with a long growing nose. And this is where we get the only modern hint that Ursula has this sad, tragic singing past. She's listening to opera music outside. Now, when I saw this, I genuinely just thought she was just doing that because it's cool, which I get. Opera is beautiful and I love it. But like, it was because, oh, we we haven't even 
spent any time getting to know Ursula, we know like Cruella a lot better. We know uh, Maleficent a lot better. We know nothing about Ursula. Oh, throw in this reference to her liking singing. Oh, because she lost her voice. She's sad about we it. We could have. We could have. Like, why was she at the aquarium? Maybe, maybe she could have been like sweeping up the Grand Ole Opry or something. Like, you know what I mean? Like, have her somewhere where music happens. I don't know why like Grand Ole Opry was the first thing I came up with. Uh, but like, literally any concert venue or music hall that she just exists at, and then never explain why. Or just like have an instant where she like in previous episodes where maybe she's walking by a kid getting a piano lesson and doing doing a, a recital and singing and she gets really sad and you don't really understand it because the only hint we get is her and Hook exchanging a look. And now that we know that she was like pretty much underage during their whole interaction, that look is a lot more uncomfortable. <laughs> Just saying. That's weird. <laughs> I will say, looking back at it, though, her her apartment that she shares with Rumple definitely has, like, musician vibes. Mm-hmm. So, like, that, that's good. Like, a, an artist-musician vibe. So, I guess that tracks, but, like, that's so subtle, and I don't even think they meant to do it. Um, I just, I do wish they would have, again, you have all of this time to do all kinds of stuff, but they, and they drop hints about stuff that happened before. Which, again, we'll get to Elsa's confusing magic powers later. Uh, her imagination. So magic it's just like, ship powers! why couldn't we have done five seconds of her enjoying music or having opinions about music for some reason that doesn't get explained until this episode? Because, <laughs> again. Yeah, maybe like when her and Cruella and Maleficent and Regina were like in the car on their joyride, maybe she asks them to put opera on the radio and just has a moment and then like Regina kind of shares a look with her like they I honest to God think they just didn't have like when they exchanged that look with Hook I think they hadn't written what that was about no no they definitely hadn't I I'm just imagining just like you know like Cruella like uh, with her very long cigarette like yeah honey and hands the ox cord to Cruella and then it's just like over the radio of her very old car you just oh, <laughs> as they're as they're sitting in front of a train seeing which one's gonna not kill them first exactly oh that would have been amazing oh that's just really funny just I loud opera as they're all like playing chicken in front of the uh in front of the, the train oh See that little pieces like that, but again, they didn't have this written at the time. No, I yeah this 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 whole episode had a this is the last episode we wrote and it, like we panicked. Yeah, all right. Well, they're they're so they're torturing August, who is you know grown up Pinocchio. They have aged him, and for all intents and purposes, it looks like he's not going back. My guess is because the child actor was getting too old, and they wanted to get rid of him. So they aged him back up. He's pro- Ogs is probably going to be here for another episode or two. And he's probably going to say bye-bye, Papa, and leave on his motorcycle that Geppetto conveniently kept around. Like, they're riding this boy in exit, which, like, I get for the show because they already have one overly aging boy. And having a, a teenager being like, Papa, it doesn't quite track. <laughs> but I feel really bad for this family because, like, Geppetto lost his son, came back as an an adult who was weathered with the weight of the world. He gets a second chance to have his relationship with his father that he never had. And it gets stolen from him again. 
That sucks. Listen, man, that's some grim fairy tale shit. Just be like, hi, here's again, again. He's a hero. Geppetto's technically a hero. Where is his happy ending? We got a lot of people bitching and moaning about not getting their happy endings. There is an old man staring down the barrel of death, I assume, and he does not have his happy ending. What did Geppetto do wrong? Someone tell me. I also think he maybe murdered his wife. Okay, remember in so the first, that. <laughs> remember in the first episode, he talks about always wanting a boy, a baby, and his wife, he and his wife were trying to have a baby and it never worked out. Hmm. His wife was never mentioned again. Maybe he was like speaking of his wife in past tense. Maybe she was already she was already deceased from from old age, or maybe he had a cursed memory of a dead wife. Which, dear God, Regina, what's wrong with you? But or he murdered her. Just Those are the thought. only two options. Yeah. Literally, the only two options. Mm-hmm. In once upon a time, it's kind of true. <laughs> it's just fair. But like again, I just like. The- I'm already tired of this whole like happy endings conversation because again, mm-hmm. these are all people in the middle of their lives. This is like someone who's like 28, 29 being like, where's my happy ending? Damn. And it's like, you have, if all the stars are in your favor, like so much longer to live. You're not even halfway done. What do you mean you're ending? You are not going to be happy forever. Like, you don't get married when you're 27, and then you're happy till the day you die. Right? You're, you're not? No, I mean, I'm not saying that, like... <laughs> <sighs> I knew you were going to challenge me on it. Like, as I was saying no, it, I'm like, no, this is, no, I'm, no, like no. I'm getting into a weird spot. I'm just saying it's just, like, that's not your happy ending. Your happy ending should not be, like, being married to a dude. Like, I'm starting to get so mad about it with Regina. Like, it's just like, where's my happy ending? You mean a dude? You're mad you don't have a dude. I hate this. You have yeah, Henry. For all of them, their happy ending is one tangible thing that isn't an ending. It's it's what they call it in season six, a happy beginning. Like you you don't have like there isn't there's no such thing as an ending in that sense because there's still more pages to be written. The rest is still unwritten. I also, yeah, I also just, I, I guess now that you say it, it's just like my big problem is that it's a tangible thing. Mm-hmm. It's just that like, that's not how I, like, guess that's not my worldview. My worldview has never been like, I've acquired these things. I will be happy now because anyone will tell you adding more money to depression does not make you not depressed. Uh, or adding, I want this thing. So you get this thing. It's like doing stuff. Like that's what your life is. Your happy ending is doing stuff I, anyway this is getting very i'm hmm. yeah because ursula gets her ha- her quote-unquote happy ending in this episode she gets her voice back still doesn't fi- doesn't fix the relationship this with not her an father ending. this is not an ending you lost something you found something the end your life is <laughs> over yay what <laughs> right. anyway so she just dies she walks out the door and dies well <laughs> at least i died happy well, they start interrogating August about the author, and he, at first, he's kind of, like, not telling the truth, so he gets punched a bunch, and is this when he gets turned into wood, or is that later? I, he, I was very confused about all this. They like, so they threaten him with a knife, Regina takes the knife and is staring at it like it has, like, secret words written on it, and then, oh, and she's then she like, pulls out fire. And then she pulls out fire, and then, like... Uh, then that's when Rumple shows up and then just says a bunch of stuff. Like, I went and visited the fairies. I have this magic. You talk to the fairy? Like, what? 
Wait, no, he didn't talk to them. That was a euphemism. He stole their magic. Ah, ah, thank you. Yeah, okay. He was, he was, he was, he was being funny because Rumpel's very funny. Every once in a while, I don't catch those things and I'm like, this is dumb. That makes more sense. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what? Like, yeah, hey, this Blue, is, this, can I get something episode, to turn? Sorry. No, you're this fine. Whole, this whole episode is a series of August saying something not saying everything, saying more, and then turns out he didn't say everything. Like, it keeps happening over and over again to the point where I'm just going to kind of convulge them all together. Uh, because, yeah, he gets threatened with me to turn into wood. He gets turned into wood. He immediately is not wood anymore. And and it's like, haha, I'm not wood anymore. And it's like, no, but your nose still is. That magic still has. Like, this, this makes no sense. This is all very stupid. And I hate all the graphics. And then we see a man with a regular human face having his nose grow as he groans in pain and, and goes over, a, he's being put over a fire. And, and apparently they had to shoot the scene, these scenes like over the course of several hours to the point where the poor actor had like rope burns on his hands from being tied up for so long. And I'm like, it's not worth it. These scenes are 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 not uh, are not pleasant. I don't like them. I don't. How? Why do you get to the point where like there's no reason for what's going on for you to end up having rope burns? Like there's got to be a point where like maybe we don't need this for the shot. Let's reframe. But you're right. The nose growing over the fire on a uh, on a regular profile of a man was so disturbing, and like. I don't know if this is just like there were too many tentacle jokes for me, but I was just like, this has like weird like CGI. I'm just gonna say it just had like weird penis vibes to me where he's just like, it's like, why is this happening? I hate every bit of this. No, we got August back for this, for this. And eventually he does get rescued by our our wonderful heroes. Uh, But first they're going to do a lot of walking around. A lot of talking around. Uh, Snow's going to say some stuff about how back doors are unlocked. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I didn't say I, just, I, I didn't say this whole episode. My mind straight in the gutter. <laughs> yeah, straight to the gutter on this one. So many tentacles. It's unpleasant. Uh, and and meanwhile, while everybody's trying there to go rescue August, Hook's like, we need to figure out Rumpel's plan because he's back. Regina spills the bean. Yes, she managed to get a message through through the smoke on snow and snow is like i'm regina now here's all my information bye-bye and they tell bell and bell's like oh i'm stupid <laughs> again God damn it. it this sucks I, i'm always so stupid i'm the i'm the dumbest girl at school i her realization absolutely broke my heart because she's just like he he found a way to to trick and lie to me again like, I fully banished him from this town, and he just came back to lie to me and steal from me? Girl, this hurts. <laughs> You're just like, it's like finding out you got cheated on more than you thought you did. Yeah. Like, a lot more. And also, you, like, I, I yeah, it's just like, oh, no. Or oh, you were no. getting cheated on while they're trying to get you back. Yeah, you're like, oh, well, he cheated on me and, like, our love story's over and it's really sad. And you're like, actually, he's been cheating on you the entire time you were dating. Your first date, he was actually on a second date with someone else. Like, just, it's the line from 27 Dresses. It's like finding out your favorite love song is written about a sandwich. It's just, like, the most deflating. Just like, what? I banished him. I never had to think about him again. And now he's back and lying again? And he's tricking me again? I- how did he trick me if I don't even know he's here? What the actual hell? 
Yeah, it's a bad situation to be in. Like that just that that sucks. I yeah. I feel for Bill. But also we well, we already talked about our issues with that whole Bell thing. We're not gonna repeat that. We have a life to live. <laughs> we, we have to talk about tiny shrinking ships. Tiny shrinking ships, yes, because Hook is like, I'm gonna go get all the answers about what Rumpel's plan in. Uh, because I'm going to go talk to Ursula because I have her shell. It's in my ship. I'm going to get it back to her. She's going to be happy. She's going to be cool. And she's going to tell me everything she knows. Uh, but we're also going to get a lot of, a lot of tentacle neck stuff. It's all very weird. They come out of her dress really weird. And then when I also was a little bit perturbed because when she gets the tentacles in the flashback, she doesn't have feet. But now she has feet and tentacles. I hate it. I'm imagining I it. I she doesn't it. actually have it. feet. She has like tentacles smashed into shoes. <laughs> <laughs> and so when she walks, there's more like, sorry, I watch Stranger Things. So like the word squelching is on my mind. But it's like every time she walks, you just hear. <laughs> oh, my God. I almost spit out my, my drink. Wow. That is evocative. <laughs> oh, no. I would also like to point out that I love when they were like, hey, if we're going to track your ship, uh, Hook, we need a piece of your ship. And he's like, oh, obviously, and pulls out the biggest piece of rigging equipment. <laughs> like, I just keep this in my pocket at literally all times. It is it is bigger than a hockey puck. It looks like it weighs five pounds minimum. It's rusty. He just has this in his coat. Look, it's the squid ink of the episode. We don't question it. <laughs> we can have we can have MacGuffins without explanations for the MacGuffins. We have to accept this. I'm just We're not going to get an explanation. I, I don't want an explanation in season six on why he has this thing in his pocket in season four. It just reminds me of just like in video games when people die and they're just like, well, if you died, what would people pick off of you? Like, what, what, would, what would your drop items be? And I love the idea. It's like, finally, I've killed Captain Hook. I get a enchanted uh, hook. I get... I don't know, a, a wallet with 12 bucks in it and also a piece of ringing equipment. <laughs> Why do I have this? I don't know. See, I would just, if if if, if my character was uh, was tragically cut down in, in a video game, uh, my pockets would just be filled with cheese wedges, like yeah. in Skyrim. Just, yeah. just giant wedges of cheese. Mine would just be filled with all of the protein bars I carry around me in case I, I find myself in an establishment in which I can't eat food. It's just like, why does she have so many quest bars? What the hell? Is she bulking? What is going on? <laughs> Trying to get yoked. Get yoked. My delts are huge. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Hook summons Ursula and he offers her a deal. He says, I'm going to give you back your voice with the shell. But afterward, you got to tell me everything you know. She agrees uh, with her gorgeous hair. I, lo- I just got to say, the actress's hair flawless in this episode i loved it it was so much body it was beautiful it was gorgeous i loved this i liked that like the bangs and the whole thing like it just perfection that that said it is another example of once upon a time not being comfortable with natural hair for black women because this also happens with the actress in the flashback so just pointing it out her hair was beautiful but we have noticed a trend it has not gone unnoticed anyway so they uh, head and they find a portal because portals everywhere, portals now. Or they just got talk portals. about them. They're just like, oh, there's a portal. Just well, she's no. He's like, you can make portals, right? She's like, yeah, of course I can make portals. So, like, you can't make portals constantly all the time. I also have an entire pocket full of magic beans and portals. <laughs> portals falling out of my butt. <laughs> 
Uh, and so they, they summon using the hockey puck that Hook carries around him at all times. They summon the ship, but oh no, it's okay. And I'm just, I'm just going to give you a visual of the first thing that came to my mind. Cause you know, I've got a toddler baby Henry around the house. So the first thing I saw, I thought of when I saw the little ship was tiny ship, do, 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 tiny ship, do, 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 tiny ship, do, 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 tiny ship. And I hated myself for that. I'm really I hated exci- it. I'm really excited that we can now talk about literally whatever we want for the rest of the episode because no one's listening anymore. Yes. <laughs> Everyone has rage quit the podcast. <laughs> All right, let's talk more about tentacles. Let's go. I, I'm sorry. I had to laugh because you said I got portals falling out of my butt. And I'm like, no, that's where our tentacles live. <laughs> oh, no. We're losing ourselves. No. Okay. All right. Let's let's serious face. I, I'm doing the end scene. My face is very serious face. They have the tiny ship. And what are you going to do with a tiny ship? You're going to go to Will Scarlet, ask if he's got magic mushrooms. And of course he's got magic mushrooms. He's Will Scarlet. Yeah. These, he's probably got like two bags of them. It's like, these are the ones that are magic ones for like uh, Alice in Wonderland things. Uh, da, da, da. These are the ones that I bought from a cool dude <laughs> on the corner. They these just are make, the, these are the me ones. I can hear colors when I eat these. Uh, I would like to point out just a real quick: why is the ship in a bottle? Oh, well, obviously, when you gave the ship to Blackbeard, uh, he 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 was mean to everybody and and, and started to try to help take over Arendelle, and Elsa got super mad about it, so she put it in a ship. Yes. How? In what part of ice magic snow powers <laughs> includes tiny ship making? Frozen two, frozen two. Oh, I just, I just love like just like how frozen nondescript her powers are. Here. You can just be like Elsa can do anything. One time she moved the moon with a snow cloud. Ugh. Anyway, sorry. Yes, we go to snow- Will Scarlet and there's mushrooms. mushrooms. Yes, and they and they for some reason decide it's the best idea to not take the ship not break the bottle and get the ship out. They instead pour it on the ship, on the bottle. So logistically, they should have thrown it and it just should have been a giant bottle with a tiny ship in it. They, 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 they should have fucked this up so bad the way they did it. I wish they would have done that and just been like, oh, do you have anything to make it smaller? No. And then now for the rest of the series, there is a giant glass bottle. <laughs> with a tiny ship inside. With a tiny, tiny ship inside. But like, it just like as the seasons go on, like, people move into it it becomes like a greenhouse situation uh, it's a tiny ship with a tiny aerial inside because she got trapped in there apparently she a little minnow she got do, 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 baby it, so, okay so at high tide would tiny miniature aerial still get legs was she like walking around the ship do, 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 do. uh you gotta wonder what she was she like frozen in time because when they go into the ship the bread is pristine like, i would hope there's so there's not, not a moldy bread in sight because, like, she is a mermaid, right? So she's going to have to, like, get it. She's going to have to exist. I'm sorry. She is a creature in which water is necessary to survive, swim, or drink alone. Just whatever. Being in that bottle, there's no water in that bottle. So she would just die of dehydration? I'm guessing Elsa also had time freezing powers. That's what it was. She had time freeze and size freeze. She froze it really small and then froze time. So that Ariel... Was also because like there's no other explanation for why the bread is so fresh. So when things freeze, they get bigger. 
So it doesn't make sense that she could shrink things. Anyway. <laughs> Tiny ship. No, what she did was she just made everything else bigger and then put the ship in she put the ship in a very big bottle and made the rest of the world bigger around the ship. <laughs> yes, including including their world. That Correct. makes so much Yes. Makes even it makes the same amount of sense. Anyway. Anyway. Well, they head inside the tiny ship, which is now a big ship. Uh, Hook opens up his secret vault using his hook, which has a key on it, which I'm like, that's a nice touch. I like that. I really like A pirate like would do that. Hmm? Well, he's never going to be separated from that hook. So I really like that idea where it's just like, and it's also a latching function. Like, cool. We like this. Yeah, that was a nice detail. It didn't, it's going to, I'm sure it's going to get further explained in season six, how he got the hook with the latch on it. Because we need everything explained now because we're children. Uh, and he hands the shell to her, but oh no, the magic doesn't work. It's She says, oh, it's because I'm a villain. I'm evil now. I don't get my happy ending. I'm going to murder you and throw you off my boat. And then Ariel's going to save me. And then we're going to be fine. And and then I'm going to go get your daddy because the mermaid can make another portal. And then we're going to bring the daddy to the cabin. And daddy's going to go, I'm sorry. Here's your voice back. I'm going to go now. And she goes, no, daddy, step. We're cool now. But let's go together. Bye. That's it. That's all. We, that's all we get. It's so bad. I just, I don't like it. I don't. I, I don't like how the ending was because, again, like I said, I don't like the dad getting that ending because he's just like, I know, I know you're evil and you're mad, and I did orchestra. I'm the reason this shell exists. I'm the reason you don't have your voice, but I did give it back to you. Aren't I cool? I'm cool. It's like, yeah. I'm you know. I also like upset that he was in a different realm. I wish it was just like, oh no, he works at the Bass Pro Shop. Down Trenton. Uh, so we went and grabbed him. He is, so we grabbed him. He's been here since the curse. It's hysterical. He's very bad at stocking shelves. It's also weird because our characters are face to face with a literal god and no one cares. No. No one cares. He is a god. This is not just a magic queen, which in itself, okay, magic. Woo. This is a literal god. This is the god of the seas and the surf and the tide. He makes the winds blow along, along the shore. Like, or no, I don't know if he does that. But he does do all the sea stuff. So, like, they're just chilling in a living room with a god. And then he's just gone. Just so, walking around. As a dad... Poseidon. <laughs> and he just goes, Hey, be home and be home by high tide. Sure, Dad, fine. You just snap his fingers. Oh, high tide. <laughs> it's high tide outside. Sorry. Yeah. Get back in the house. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's high tide again. Look, meanwhile, oh my like, God, places as are drowning. Teenage, <laughs> as the godparent of a teenage daughter, like the seas are gonna be fucked. The crops are gonna suffer. Women uh, like reproductive cycles are gonna go haywire. There's just everyone's panicking, but you're right. Like, it's just so just like, oh, by the way, this is a deity. His name is Poseidon. And no one says, like, Emma doesn't even have any weird remarks. It's just like, I'll just stand there going, this is. This is normal. This is a normal thing that happens. You know what? God, you know, gods and deities, they're just like us. They're just like us. Because yeah, I remember they have a big honk and do when they meet Hades in season six. They're like, oh, my God, you're Hades. I'm like, you guys met Poseidon. Like, you met his brother. Ago. You met his brother a season or two ago. What are you talking yeah, about? What the hell is this? All right. Anyway, so so uh, as they head out, Ursula fulfills her end of the deal and tells Hook 
that the secret is Emma. Emma needs to be turned to darkness in order for Hook's plan to be complete. Does this make sense? No. Will it make sense? Eh, who knows? I guess we'll find out eventually. Rumpel's got everything figured out. He's a super smart dude. He's done all the plans. All I, the plans. Listen, at this point is my favorite scene. I texted you about it. It's my favorite scene of the whole episode. <laughs> is Hook having a crisis of conscience? Because he's like, I used to be a villain. And, and I was like, yeah, but you're not anymore. And he's like, yeah, but this means that you can still lose your happy ending because you're a villain. She's like, okay. And he's like, I'm so afraid I'm going to lose my happy ending. She's like, you have a happy ending? What is it? What happened? Oh, my God. Did you, did you finally find those peanut butter Pop-Tarts that we've been talking about? Congratulations. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for you. And he just looks at her. And I texted you. I was like, Emma, you donut. Like, like <laughs> just, what? Yeah, that was, because he had to literally explain it to her. Emma, you are my happy ending. A cyclone? I came in a cyclone. <laughs> <laughs> that was definitely an I came in a cyclone moment. He came in a cyclone. 100%. Yeah. But so, like, he's upset because he's he doesn't want to lose Emma. And But yeah, the whole, like, Emma has to be filled with darkness. Like, her heart needs to be filled with darkness. And it's like, what is that? What does that mean? What? Yeah, we, we and we have no idea. And like, I'm sure Hook is also freaked out because that would mean he'd lose Emma. Like that, yeah. you know, it's literally the thing he's afraid of. Mm -hmm. So that's the conclusion of that whole story. We also get a scene where Regina has a dream about Robin and the Evil Queen, and the Evil Queen's trying to protect Robin. And then she talks to Emma about the dream. And I looked at the behind the scenes, and literally the only reason the scene exists was to remind audiences that Robin was coming back because I think people were afraid he was gone for good. And they're like, we need to remind people. No, no, Regina. Regina's going to get her man. Don't worry. She's going to get her man. So don't just just chill. Hold uh, on. Be patient. The I wish man's there coming was, back. I wish there was more, more dream analysis going on. Because I'm just saying, like, even, like, the two, like, most, like, non-spiritual girlies, if you start talking about dreams, you'll be like, what did you see? There was a bunch of crabs there. Oh, my God. What do you think that means? I don't know, but I have been very stressed lately. Like dream <laughs> analysis should take a little bit more time, but it was in fact interrupted by, first of all, I was like, I haven't seen either Henry. I haven't seen Henry or Neil in like forever. And then suddenly Henry's voice rings out and it is, he is gone full baritone. Like it is, Oh yeah, it is dropped completely. Uh, we have skipped over like his whole like switch over and it's just like this is his voice now and he's like oh August is awake <laughs> like yay August is awake and then we just get the here's the door he's trapped in the book and it's just like he can't be trapped in the book this page has been ripped out of the book oh my god what are the implications oh no he's like super dead we murdered <laughs> him without realizing you ripped it out of the book oh no what part of him is still in the book <laughs> You ripped him in half. Oh, my God. Shit. And that was dun, 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 season four, episode 16, Poor Unfortunate Soul. And before we get to our overall impressions, I do want to make a quick uh, a quick corrections corner moment. Although I'm, it's not a corrections corner. It is an it is an addendum additions corner huh. uh, because I saw on the lovely wiki, apparently Glowerhaven is mentioned in Little Mermaid as the home of a princess that Prince Eric was introduced to. 
So it's not a corrections corner because now we know that uh, there is that that was definitely emo land, and Prince Eric was introduced to emo princess, and it didn't quite work out. It's just the goth girl from South Park. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, overall impressions. This was a meh. This is a meh. I mean, I, yeah. I, I like I told you, there was a nugget of something there that that I liked. I just think that it was executed in a way that wasn't wasn't fair to the character of Ursula, but also the actress, because I think she she was a good casting choice. I really liked her. I wish we could have seen her do more, but I, I just think the writers just came up with nothing on that. And it kind of shows. Yeah, and I would be remiss if I didn't point out that the show has continually failed black characters and the fact that one of their only black characters, her origin story is just a retelling of a white character story, yeah. but not as good. Like it just feels like they didn't care enough to give her a story of her own, even though they already had the material there that they put in place themselves. That was far more interesting and had far more potential like just giving her like the little mermaids like giving her Ariel's like scraps, you know, that that doesn't do the character any justice and it doesn't do the actress any justice and it certainly just serves to further make them look pretty bad. Yeah, I mean, that's on top of the part where I'm already kind of I'm already kind of just sick of the whole like rumple leading around the girl group. Being mm -hmm. like, yeah, we will. I will tell you what to do. Like he's in control constantly, and then like now Regina's part of it, and so it's just like me in control of all of the. Like it's I. <sighs> Narratively speaking, again, I, I wish Rumple would have stayed away longer or been secret to us longer because he just keeps saying the same stuff. And it, I remember when we talked in the last episode, we were talking about if they would have kept Rumple a secret up until Regina found out that he was here, it wouldn't have been as bad. I don't think. There would have yeah, been a shock because, value to that. Yeah, because also in this episode, he would have been saying all that stuff for the first time as opposed to the fourth or fifth time. Yes. He's been saying them. And and like at the one scene where they're like, where they're like, there's a mole. Who could it be? Oh, it was probably Ursula. What a jerk. And I love, I know that it was probably direction given to her being like, hey, look relieved when they say Ursula. But I feel like Regina would have been a little bit more buttoned up because she looks so clearly like, oh my God, they're about to out me. Oh, good. Thank God. Like, it's so clearly her. Yeah. So visibly her. <sighs> but yeah. What so do you think, Beth? Where were you well, at on the old what do I, I mean, I'm pretty much, I'm in the same boat you are. I, there are a few things in here I thought are interesting. I, like, having the author trapped in the severed page of the book, maybe, maybe you're not, maybe decapitated or not. We don't know yet. That's interesting. I think that was a really cool twist. I didn't really like how we got there because it just just took too many times for August to be like, I'm telling the truth. I'm not telling the truth. I'm Pinocchio. Like, I, I didn't care for all that, um, but I did like where we ended up. Um, I like Regina's thing she's got going on right now. I kind of like her 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 being the spy and like doing the smoke thing and like invading Mary Margaret's body to to let them know the plans. Like I'm liking all that. I'm just most of this episode was just not very engaging and I really 
I don't like that this is like we the whole time we're like Ursula needs something to do. Ursula needs a purpose. This is all they gave her. They didn't care enough to give her an actual purpose. And it's such a disappointment because there's so much they could have done with it. Yeah, it's disappointing. I'm hoping the next couple episodes, like when we're ramping up this author thing, because we've been talking about the author and the sorcerer for so long. For so damn long. I'm just, I'm exhausted by it. I just want to get to it. Because I know there's all these episodes in which those things happen. I just, I forgot. This is the part of this season that I remember disliking the most. Like the Elsa stuff was just like, okay. I mean, it's fun. It's confusing, but it's whatever. This has been a slog. I feel like they, they, this has been like a lot of setup for a chessboard that doesn't end up paying off quite as well as we want it to. So like, I think that might also be making it worse is that I like, we know where it's going and you're just like, ah, damn it. I don't know. I do remember the the two part season finale being like really fun. I know. I'm really, I'm really hoping I still feel that way. I Because I remember so. the first time around, I was like, this is great. I love this. This is awesome. I just, I, I feel like it's just like, we've, we, I just feel like we've been on cruise control. Like, yeah. just a little bit too slow. And it's just, I think that's the part that's been frustrating me the most. Where I'm like, I can deal with, like, corniness and weirdness. But, like, honor the characters that you have. Because right now it mm-hmm. kind of seems like they did the Elsa frozen stuff and they just went whatever our characters are now what they are and they're just going to say the same thing like a pull string woody doll and yeah <sighs> villains Sucks. need their happy endings so i'm gonna my, make it happen i need Come my happy girls, ending i need go. my happy ending i need my happy ending i am a ch- in the enchanted forest i will live forever question mark i need my happy ending <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we want to thank all of you for your wonderful love and support of Once Upon a Timing. I'm going to cough really quick. Excuse me. Because <coughs> I swallowed the wrong way. Uh, we want to thank all of our amazing patrons, especially our Swan Queen level patrons. This week's Patreon shout out goes to Lindsay Alice Halleck. Thank you so much, Lindsay. If you would like to support us on Patreon, get early access to episodes, bonus content, and personal shout outs, you can head to patreon.com slash OUA timing. You can subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spreaker, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash group slash OUA timing. You can also follow us on Twitter. I am at Beth Elderkin. I am at just underscore Abby. And we're going to be back next week. With season four, episode 17, Best Laid Plans. And I'm just going to give everyone a heads up. I'm pretty sure this is the one we've all been dreading, especially with everything that's been going on in the world. So we're going to be mindful and have, a, you know, and we're, we're just giving you a heads up that there's, it's not going to be an easy one, in my opinion. It's really not for multiple reasons. Uh, I We're... We're going to do our best. Uh, There may be, I'm just going to tell you guys ahead of time. There may be a part where it's like, we're going to five minutes in this episode. And I'm going to be like, listen, here's what happens. We're not going to talk about it. And then I'm just going to speculate on what I think the next season of our flag beans death is going to (laughs) be for 40 minutes. Tune in next week to find out. Until (laughs) then, I'm at Beth Elderkin and Abby, we will see you next week. See you next week, Beth.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.